Hey man, we don't, we don't want that. We want this to be a lively environment and atmosphere tonight. Amen. And uh, we're thankful to be in the house of the Lord. I'm thankful I live in America. Amen. That I can lift up my voice and worship the Lord. Amen. I have heard uh, accounts of uh, the underground churches in China and how that they have to be very, very quiet lest anybody hear them and they meet in secret and nobody knows they're really there. And it's, it's a secret kind of location and, and they can't make any noise. Um, and, and I'm thankful that I live in America where we can come in a public setting and worship the Lord. We can have park services and worship the Lord. Yes. We can lift up our voices and worship God and make a joyful noise unto the Lord. When we first got this location that we're in tonight, and then we met with the owner, and I, I asked him, I said, is it okay that, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're kind of a loud church sometimes, and I, I know there's residents that live up above us, and he said, do not worry about any sound, amen, that may travel, you just take your liberty. And I said, okay, I have your word, amen. So uh, so we have been given biblical authority in the book of Psalms to lift up our voices and to worship the Lord and to make a joyful noise into the Lord. And we've been given uh, earthly authority here in, the, in this location, amen, with the owner. And then we have, amen, freedom of speech, amen, to also... Lift up our voices and to worship the Lord and to magnify him. Amen. As you're turning to Isaiah 43, amen, it is a pleasure, amen, to have Luella and Julia with us. Amen. Here in Lathan, we're thankful you're here. And we want them to feel welcome. Amen. You have abundant life. So why don't we put our hands together a little bit better than that? Come on, let's all put our hands together. Amen. We are thankful, amen, and for everyone that is here, and we're praying for those that were not able to make it tonight due to various issues and uh, dilemmas. Uh, Isaiah chapter 43 and verse number 1 says, But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. Amen. Isn't it wonderful to know that he knows your name? He knows my name today. Amen. I'm not an anonymous uh, person in the kingdom of God. I have an identity. I am a child of God. And in verse 43 says, I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. Amen. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. Amen. He didn't say he was going to deliver us from those waters that you would go through. But he said, when you pass through the waters, amen, first off, knowing and understanding that it's just for a season, I'm going to pass through this trial or this storm. And in the process of passing through the waters, he is going to be with us. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. Amen. When you're going through the rivers, Amen. It's not going to overtake you and and cause you to lose your footing, your grounding. And he says also in verse 2, When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Amen. Whether you're going through a river, whether you're passing through waters, or whether you're walking through the fire tonight, amen, that's trying your faith, that's trying your patience, amen, whether you're walking through any one of those circumstances, He says, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. 
Hallelujah. Just for a few moments tonight, just for a few minutes. Amen. I want to preach, talk about the divine presence of God. Amen. Would you set your Bibles down and help me pray tonight that God would speak to us tonight in this place. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for your word that has already blessed the Lord. We ask you tonight, God, to speak to us individually. God, you know exactly what everybody in this house is facing or dealing with God or what's transpiring, what's going on in the lives of every soul and every individual in this place. And I pray today, God, that you would allow somebody to know that you've got them by the hand, Lord, and you're going to walk with them through the fire and through the rivers and the waters are not going to overtake them and the fire is not going to burn them but they are protected and they are held together Lord in the hand of the almighty God Lord we love you tonight and we praise you we worship you we magnify you today hallelujah why don't we all clap our hands one more time unto the Lord before we're seated. Why don't we lift up our voices and why don't we just praise Him and magnify Him. Lord, we love You today. Lord, we magnify You. Lord, we glorify You, Lord. Worthy God of all of the praise, of all of the worship. Worthy God of the honor and the glory today. We love You today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you're going to help me preach, you can be seated. Amen. The rest of you can just be seated anyways because you don't want to be the one, only one standing. Amen. But Isaiah 43 and 1 through 2 lets us know that there are going to be situations that you come across in your life. Amen. There's going to be trying times that every one of us will face. Amen. The comforting part of Isaiah 43, 1 and 2, amen, is for those people that are the children of God. Those ones that he says, I know you by name and you are mine. You have been submitting yourself to his divine authority and his uh, commandments uh, in the scriptures. Amen. Those individuals that are living for God, amen, are going to have somebody with them as they walk through, amen, the trying times of your life. Amen. The Bible says that it rains upon the just and on the unjust. Everybody encounters similar situations in life. Not people in church uh, deal with certain things that people outside of church don't deal with. Amen. But you're going to face similar things. Amen. In your life. But uh, as you go through situations and trials and storms and adverse situations, the child, the child of God, amen, has his hand upon your life. And then that is a comforting thing, knowing that God knows my name. Amen. I'm not an anonymous person in the church. I'm not an anonymous person in the kingdom of God. But as I face situations and as I face trials and storms, I know that I, a guy, I'm a child of God. I'm a son and a daughter of God. And when I go through, amen, God has his hand upon my life. Amen. This, uh, this alludes to different situations in the scripture. 
Amen. This is not, these are not empty words here in Isaiah 43, 1 and 2, but there is some backing behind it. There is some basis for the writer Isaiah saying, when you go through the waters, amen, there I'll be with you. And when you uh, pass through the rivers, they'll not overflow thee. Amen. There is basis. There is a backing behind those words because it was several years prior, amen, that the children of God faced a Red Sea, amen, and they, they were in faith, they were in front of an impossible situation with the mountain on one side and Pharaoh's army on the other side and the Red Sea in front of them, amen, they didn't know what to do, but a man of God, amen, by the name of Moses began to talk to God and God began to talk to Moses, I'm thankful today for a man of God in my life, amen, that can give godly direction, that can give godly counsel, amen, let me tell you today, go try to figure everything out all by yourself, amen, that, that, there is a reason that God put a shepherd, God put a pastor in your life, amen, God put a man of God in your life, because when you don't know what to do, amen, a man of God can give you some sound counsel and some some divine direction for your life. And God can speak through that man of God. And Moses, amen, got a word from the Lord. And he said, uh, go, go, go down to the Red Sea and stretch your rod over that Red Sea. And as Moses stretched his rod out over the sea, the Bible says that the sea began to part into two, amen, uh, bodies of water. And on one side there was a wall of water. And on the other side another wall of water. And in the middle was dry ground. And the children of Israel could walk through that red sea. They could walk through. Amen. God would provide for them because they were children of the king. They were children of the king. And the Bible says that as the, uh, the people of Israel began to march through the Red Sea, they began to march on dry ground, and they eventually got to the other side of the Red Sea. The Bible says, amen, that that barrier that was preventing Pharaoh and his army was removed, and Pharaoh and his army began to follow them and try to do the same thing that the people of God did with God's hand upon them. And the Bible says that when Pharaoh and his army got into the middle of the Red Sea, that God caused the Red Sea to begin to fall back into place and it began to consume amen the enemies of the people of God amen you will go through your trial as long as you stay submitted to a man of God in your life you will go through every situation through every storm everything that presses its way against you then you will just follow the voice of the man of God and be a child of God God will see you through your Red Sea and it will not overtake you. God will be with you. Amen. There's no one that can deny the fact that God was with the people of God as they faced a Red Sea. Amen. That towered over them. Amen. God was with them. And I want to tell you today that God is with Abundant Life Center. God is with this church. Every family in this church. God's got His hand. And God knows every one of you by your name. God knows everybody in this place. And God has His hand upon this group of people. And I'm thankful again, getting back to the title today, that in the midst of 
situations and storms, amen, that such as the people of God faced in the book of Exodus, there was a presence, a divine presence of God that was forever moving among the people. There was a divine presence of God that was there in that situation. And so what that speaks to me and to my life, what that lets me know is that wherever I may be in this world, whatever I may be going through, if I can find my way back into the presence of God, and if I can find my way back, amen, on my knees before the Lord, and I can feel His presence, and I can know His voice, and I can know beyond the shadow of a doubt that God is in this place, that God God still knows me by name. That God still has got His hand upon my life. Hallelujah. I'm thankful today that God's got His hand upon this church. I'm thankful today that there is a presence of God. Amen. That is even lingering from this past Sunday morning. And what a word we heard. Amen. Through Brother Walmer and the man, the man of God this past Sunday. And I'm looking forward to what God's going to continue to do as we return again this Sunday morning. Amen. But the, the basis for Isaiah 43, 1 and 2 was the Red Sea experience and the River Jordan experience. Amen. That the prophets began to smite the waters of Jordan and they began to walk on dry ground through the River Jordan. Amen. There are, amen, there are situations that are referenced here in Isaiah 43 about people that faced off with situations that seemed impossible, barriers that were in their way. And God removed the barriers. God brought them through the storm. God brought them through the fire, through the water. And I'm going to tell you today, it's still, amen, the word still says Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forevermore. He changes not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. Hallelujah. He's the same God yesterday and today and forever. And I'm thankful that I can look back. I can look back on testimonies that I've heard in this church and I can say, God, you did it for Brother Lorenzo some time ago. You said you're no respecter of persons. You said you didn't change. God, I want that same thing in my life. God, that thing you did for Brother Walmer way back in Brazil. God, you said you would do it for anybody that would seek you. I want that same thing in my life. And we can have, amen, those things in our lives. We can have the presence and the power of God in our lives. Amen. As the three Hebrew boys faced off with a fiery furnace and some books prior, amen, and some books following in the book of Daniel, I believe it was, as the three Hebrew boys faced a fiery furnace, amen, God did not stop the fire from burning in that furnace. God did not turn the, the fire off, amen. So the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, could step into a cooled-off furnace, but instead God said, no, that fiery furnace, I'm going to allow it to turn up seven times hotter because I want everybody to know, amen, that that is a divine miracle and these are chosen people of God, amen. The reason why 
some of you face things and situations and you wonder, why do I got to go through situations like this? It's because God wants to put his stamp of approval and God wants to put a marked identity upon the people of God, knowing that everybody would know, amen, unless God been on their side, they would not have made it through that fiery furnace or that Jordan River or that Red Sea. But there is a presence of God. There is an abiding presence of God that the people of God know. There is a peace that comes in his presence. If you look at the book of Esther, the book of Esther doesn't have the name of God in it one time. But we clearly can see the hand of God working throughout the book of Esther. Amen. Though the name of God is not mentioned in the book of Esther, not one single time. Amen. You can see the divine hand of God upon Esther's life as God used her. And God used her her uncle Mordecai. God used them both. Amen. God's hand was at work in their life. Amen. Some may question. They may wonder. Amen. What's going on over there in Lathrop and Abundant Life Center? I'm going to tell you God's working miracles for this church. God's working all things out for his glory. Amen. That the world may look in and say there had to be a hand of God and the favor of God and the anointing of God upon that church because they're breaking barriers and they're moving obstacles and they're passing through fiery furnaces and, and raging waters and things that come against them and they are prevailing. They are prevailing. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Genesis chapter 28 and 15. And behold, I am with thee and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest and will bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. Amen. God's presence, amen, was there in Genesis chapter 28 and there's the promise that went out. Amen. To a particular man of God in Genesis 28 and 15. As God said, I'm going to be with thee. And I'm going to keep thee in all places wherever you go. And I will bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. Amen. Some of you wonder, amen, even tonight, what is God doing in my life? Has God left me? Has God forsaken me? Does God know what's going on? Is God? Did God remember that word that he spoke to me? some years ago that he would reveal truth to me that he would give me breakthrough that he would save my family and so on and so forth but the word says I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of God will finish what he started in this church in your family until your kids are in this church sister Didi don't stop praying Until you see that miracle, don't stop praying. God, you said that you would be with me uh, until you have done that which you've spoken. God, I believe in you, Lord, to save my kids. And no matter what I got to go through, no matter what I got to face, no matter how many trials or how many uh, sleepless nights of prayer I've got to expend, God, I'm going to see my kids come home. I'm going to see my kids saved and sanctified by the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Because there's a presence of God that wants to work in this church and in our lives. His presence 
will bring about a certain rest. In Exodus chapter 33 and 14, he said, My presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. There is a certain type of rest that is in the presence of God. There is rest in the presence of God. I, I have my own examples, but I, I love my father's. And because his, his jaw is wired and he can't speak, I'll just share it for him. I'll speak for him tonight. Amen. When he came back to the Lord, amen, from being uh, away from God for many years. And he gives his testimony of when he was uh, living for himself and living for the world. And, and he was in the flesh and, and on, on down the line and doing his thing. Amen. He said, I had to constantly be on the move. I had to go here and go there and look for the next thrill, look for the next bit of entertainment, look for the next conquest and look for this and look for that. And there's never a rest that he experienced. But when God saved my, my father and, and my mother, amen, and they got married and, and there was a time, amen, where my father just simply laid on the bed and said to my mom, look at me, Kathy. And she had a confusion. What, what are you talking about, Alex? What are, you, what are you referring to? Look at me. What do you mean? And he said, look at me. I can lay here on this bed and I have perfect peace. There's perfect rest that I've got in my life. I don't have to be anxious for anything. Having to find the next party, find the next woman, find the next thrill, find the next bit of entertainment. I've got rest on the inside because God's presence has moved on the inside. And when God filled my Father with the Holy Ghost and He spoke in tongues, amen, now the presence of God wasn't just in the tabernacle of the Lord. It wasn't just in the house of God. But when God gave him the Holy Ghost and he spoke in tongues, that divine presence moved on the inside of him. And everywhere he went, there was a peace, there was a rest. And I'm sure we could pass the microphone around tonight, and there would be countless here tonight that would tell the same story when I when I got the Holy Ghost, when I when I spoke in tongues, and God filled me with the Spirit. Amen. I took that rest. I took that peaceful, amen, restful feeling that I got in church. I took it with me. And no longer, uh, no longer is it something that is only associated with a place, uh, a geographic location. But when you get the Holy Ghost, when you get the presence of God, it's on the go. Amen. It's with you everywhere that you go. And God's Spirit is on the inside. And there's rest. And there's peace. And there's joy within. I'm thankful today that I've got rest. I've got perfect peace. God's presence is in my life. His presence is in my home. His presence is in this place tonight. His presence brings about rest. And His presence gives courage in life's battles. Deuteronomy 20 and 1. When thou goest out to battle against thine enemies and seest horses and chariots and a people more than thou, be not afraid of them. For the Lord thy God is with thee which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. Amen. The presence of God in your life will give you courage against, amen, enemies of your life and things that you face and that you battle against. And whether it be a co-worker that is uh, just constantly against you or somebody uh, that just you just can't seem to get along with and they're just constantly nipping at your toes and they're trying to get at you and you're saying, God, I don't know what to do. If you'll get into the presence of God, there is a courage, there is a rest. Amen. You cast all of your anxieties upon Him. 
God gives rest. Some time ago at my job, and I've shared this before, I'll share it again. Uh, I was at my job and uh, a few years ago, and there was I felt just constant animosity against me. And I had never really experienced that before. I try and get along with everybody and smile, have a great time. And I don't like to be confrontational. And there's just a couple of people that just, they just had it out for me. And I felt like everything I did or wherever I went and whatever happened at work, they were just talking about me, gossiping. I just felt that uh, just that destructive force really working against me. Didn't really know how to explain it, but I would go into a room and they would get silent all of a sudden as they stopped talking about me because now I entered the room. And, and just this constant animosity and just, just fighting, I just felt that battle. And I had to, I had to realize, you know what, what I've got to do is I've got to get out and I've got to go for a walk. And I've got to just go pray in the parking lot. And I began to walk around that parking lot and I began to pray and I began to talk in tongues. I began to say, God, I need your presence. I need your help in my life. I don't know how to deal with these. I, I, it's not something that we fight in the flesh. God, it's a spiritual battle, and I understand what's happening, God, and I need you to work in this situation. I need you to move on my behalf, God. I need your presence to help me, to be with me. And it wasn't but a short time later that that God caused that individual to be removed, transferred to a different department, and things began to get easier, and God began to help me. And there's just different things such such as that, that God began to work in my behalf because I allowed his presence to work in my life. His presence is a comfort in trials. As we read in the opening verse, fire and water are often used in scripture to denote calamity. The later, the latter because it overwhelms and the former because it consumes. Whether it would be something that would try to overwhelm you or something that would literally consume you. No matter how you view, whether it be water or fire, one that overwhelms or one that consumes. Amen. No matter what the nature is. Amen. God is able to override nature. God is able to override circumstances and situations. If you allow His presence, His Spirit to work on the inside of your life. And even when we don't understand what's happening, just let his spirit work in you. Just get in the Holy Ghost. Allow God to work on the inside. God, let that presence of God get in my life. His presence is assured even to the smallest group of people. Matthew 18 and 20, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. His presence is unto the end. And if we could stand tonight, amen, as we close, amen. Matthew chapter 28 and verse 20 says, And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Because God exists outside of time. Because God is the one that created time. He created the sun, the moon, the stars. He set things in orbit. He set the stars in their proper place. God formed all of creation. God did it by the power of his word. God is able to be with you even to the very end. Even when you think you're at the end of your rope. You think, well, I'm at the end of my life. God is the one that determines what the end is. God determines it. God determines it. When my father got to a very bad car accident a few weeks ago, amen, I, I thought the worst. 
All I got, all we had was a phone call from the hospital. Said, Your, uh, Alex is in the hospital and he's in uh, urgent care, emergency room, one of the two. And uh, that's all we heard. He was in a very bad car accident. He's in the hospital. And it had been five hours since we last saw him. Your mind begins to think the worst. This is it. This is the end. What's, what's happening, God? God, what's going on in my life? Do you, God, are you in control still? God, do you know what's happening? God, do you know my name? Do you know what's happening? Are you still walking with me, God? Are you going to be with me, God, as we go through this? But God's the one that determines when the end of the road is. Amen. When we think we're at the end of the road, and we think I'm, this is the end of the sidewalk, as one preacher said, this is the end of the sidewalk. This is where it ends. God is the one that determines where the ending is. And if we'll get his presence working in our lives, if we'll allow that spirit of God to come into our lives, and we'll say, God, I, I want you to be with me. There, I, I said this song before. Uh, it's a song written by Mandisa. She wrote these lyrics. He is with you when your faith is dead and you can't even get out of bed. Or your husband doesn't kiss you anymore. He is with you when your baby's gone and your house is still and your hearts are stone. Crying, God, what did you do that for? He is with you in the conference room when the world is coming down on you and your wife and kids don't know you anymore. He is with you in the ICU when the doctors don't know what to do and it scares you to the core. He is with you. He is with you when your kids are grown and when there's too much space and you feel alone. And you're worried if you got it right or wrong. He is with you when you've given up on ever finding your true love. Someone who feels like home. He is with you. No matter what it is each one of us face today. God's here today. And God's come to give this word to somebody today. God's come to strengthen somebody to help somebody. Amen. Why don't we lift our hands and close our eyes? Would you do that with me today? As we close this service, would you just simply close your eyes and lift up both hands in the air as high as you can? And why don't you just take a few moments and talk with him? Why don't you invite his presence into your life one more time? Come on, let's lift up our voices. Let's reach out to him, God. God, we want to know that divine presence, God, in this house, in every family, in every situation that we're facing today. God, we want the hand of God to work here today. We want to know, Lord, that you're walking with us, Lord. We want to know, God, that you've still got the the ability to part the waters. You've still got the ability to keep your hand upon us as we walk through fire, as we go through dry and barren places. God, keep your hand upon this group of people. May the presence of God ever be at work in this house today. God, we simply reach out to you today. God, we're simply reaching out to you on this Wednesday evening. And we're saying, God, we want your presence in our homes. We want your presence in our families. We want your presence in the church. We want your presence, God. We want the divine presence of God.
in every place of our lives. We want our kids to be able to feel your presence when we as parents lift up our voices in worship and praise to God. God, I pray, Lord, that the presence of God that is in this place tonight would not just be a one-and-done type of event tonight, but I pray, Lord, that as we leave this place, Lord, here momentarily, that your presence, God, would go with the people tonight. May the presence of God move with us tonight, Lord. God, be with this group of people tonight. May the world around us, Lord, may those on our jobs and those at the store and those at our places that we frequently, Lord, we visit and we go to, may those people recognize the presence of God, the peace of God in our lives. And let it be a witnessing opportunity, God. For everybody in this place to share with somebody. God that you're with us today. Your hand is upon this church. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 